Healthy Families Rule podcast hosted by health coach Heather, master health coach and wellness educator specializing in family health. The show is about raising a strong, healthy, resilient family with confidence in a confused world. Hang out with me each week to learn recipes, exercise practices, and coaching tips to apply to your mental and physical well-being. Please note that the info provided in the show is intended to educate and elevate, but is not meant to be a substitute for advice from your medical provider. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Healthy Families Rule podcast, episode one. Woot, woot. This is health coach Heather, and I'm excited to be with you and share with you all that I've learned along my wellness journey. And I wanted to just start off by telling you a little bit about myself and just talking about what I do and who I am. So I am a certified master health and wellness educator, and I help families who are struggling with all kinds of issues within themselves as adults and children. So if we have picky eaters in the house, uh, any kind of disease or disorders, any kind of ADHD or autism, anything like that going on, I am here to help you live a healthier life through clean eating and cleaning up your environment too. So in today's podcast entitled How to Win the Battle with Your Picky Eater, this is going to be a three-part series that I'm going to teach you and you're going to absolutely love the content that I've created for this specific topic. So you're in the right place really if you have a picky eater in your family or perhaps you are the picky eater. You're a short order cook in your home and you're making all kinds of different foods for different people in your family. And also members of your family are experiencing maybe some fatigue, lack of focus, anxiety, or depression. The information I'll be sharing in the next three weeks is going to help you with all of those things. You're also gonna get a lot out of this if members of your family are experiencing cravings for sugary and processed foods. You or perhaps someone in your family suffers um, from an autoimmune disorder or eating disorder. You or someone in your family experiences food allergies and you wanna understand how to help them eat healthier. So my intention for this three-part series is to Help you understand why members in your family are experiencing cravings for processed and sugary foods. I want to help you gain ideas for practicing healthier habits in the home and also implement, implementing these tips. It's going to help you and your child develop a broader palate and eat a wider range and variety of lots of fresh fruits and vegetables and foods that will help heal and help your body. So I wanna ask you this, who here listening today has cravings for junk food? What do you crave? What is your vice? What is your thing in your brain that if I said I have this thing, you would be so tempted by it, you would just have to have it. Is it a donut? Is it ice cream? Is it soda? Uh, Maybe for some adults it's alcohol. Maybe you drink coffee and you just have to have that. That's not considered junk food per se, but what do you crave on the regular that you have to have? And then who has a burning desire here to create change in their home? If that's you and you're ready to create change, you are definitely in the right place today. 
So let me just talk a little bit about my family and how health coach Heather grew up. And so I did grow up in a family where I had two working parents. And so a lot of the time it was it was the era of coming out with packaged and processed foods, a lot of hamburger helper, tuna helper, cream of chicken soup, a lot of dishes that can be made uh, pretty much instantly if you put it in the microwave or a quick um, pop in the oven. You remember those chicken pot pies that you just quickly pop in the oven? And so that's the kind of food that I grew up on as a kid. Lots of cereals and pizza. Uh, you know that processed cheese that's not real, the fake cheese. That's the kind of stuff that was in my fridge. And the thing is, we didn't know it at the time, but as time went on, members of my family experienced a lot of different things that a lot of families consider normal that actually can be avoided. So there was actually some tantrums and some mood swings like crazy. Um, there was some obesity, some diabetes in my family, even some Parkinson's disease, my uncle. A lot of people in my family um, had acne and bloating and gas and fatigue. And it was, it was a crazy place at times and I, I love my family and I know that my parents were just doing the best they could with the resources that they had and at the time every family was really eating this way I didn't know hardly any families unless they grew up on a farm or something who were eating really clean healthy foods so I didn't really know exactly how diet connected to health in general. I had no idea that people's autoimmune conditions and diseases and illnesses, even coughs and colds, um, could actually be prevented by just cleaning up your diet and living in a healthier environment and reducing your stress levels, which is something now that I've learned and I can't wait to share everything with you guys on this podcast. So even after having two children and finding myself 40 to 50 pounds overweight and struggling to get that weight off because for some people the baby weight just does not melt off their body like uh, those friends who can breastfeed and then it just comes right off. That was not me. It took me three good years um, to even get in a routine to get that weight off and it was a lot of work for me. Had I known then what I know now, I'm sure I could have gotten it done a little bit quicker but that was my struggle at the time. And I'm married to a chiropractor, so I'm very fortunate to have his knowledge and his uh, nutrition background and education to help me through all of this as well. Now I teach wellness workshops within the community. I love going into schools and doing some smoothie demos and teaching the younger children how to live healthier lives and what foods to eat and which ones to avoid so that they can avoid all of the things that my family grew up with when I was young because we just didn't have the information and the knowledge even in schools about nutrition. So even in my kids' school, I was able to get a school garden started. We had a master gardener come in. We built, we drew up the plans. We built some raised beds, and we get to teach kids how to grow their own food, which is phenomenal. I love doing that. And my dream ultimately would be to change that school lunch program and just have all clean, healthy, organic options for the kids. I know right now that's not realistic with the budgets and all of that, but one day I would love to see that happen. So with that, let's go right into this quick little 
part one series of how to win the battle with your picky eater. I've got five easy tips to get your child eating whole foods and experience optimal health as a family. I'm gonna go through just the first tip today and then the next two tips, you're gonna have to tune right back in because they're goodies. You're gonna come back for that. In part three, I'm gonna give you my last two tips. So for now, Tip number one is actually the biggest of all. I think it's really great. You need to educate your children. So pull out a children's anatomy book, something that would be appropriate for their age level, and teach them about the body. Even very young children, they love to learn. And a lot of parents, they learn from those kid books on anatomy, even more so than the kids do. So this is actually good for you parents too. What I have is a book I purchased from Usborne Books. It's called The Big Book of the Body. But on uh, Amazon, if you just type in kids' anatomy books or children's anatomy books, you'll see some really amazing ones that will take you through kind of the process of what happens to your food within the body. Where does it go? What's it doing to nourish you? What's it doing to your brain and your muscles and your mitochondria and all the cells in your body? This is the great stuff that when we teach kids and we really get into detail about it, they become fascinated with it and then they can make an educated decision for themselves whether they want to eat those foods or not. And that's how I do it as a parent. So I schedule these meetings regularly. I might even put it in my planner to talk about nutrition and the body with my kids when the time is appropriate. It might be at a family a family council where we're talking at night as a family and what foods we want to have for dinner and I let them kind of choose some of the foods that they want to have and then we talk about some healthier options that we could have and how we want to eat as a family. I talk to them when we're in the car driving to school. This is a great opportunity to educate your kids about, you know, what if about their lunch. What are they going to eat for lunch? And if you packed them a lunch, talk to them about what you packed them and how to open things up. And if it's, you know, a container that's harder for a younger kid to open, just kind of talk to them about how they can get help about that. And also what's in their lunchbox and what you would love to see them eat that day when they come home from school with the lunchbox. I like to talk to my kids often about nutrition. And you could show them YouTube videos on how junk food actually affects their body. Teach them how healthy foods um, are, are working to go in and heal their body and anything that might be going on that might be even a focus problem for them, a learning disability, and it goes in to help nourish and provide the focus and the the health that they need to really thrive in that environment, whether it be at school, taking a test, or maybe they're on the soccer field and they just need better focus. This is a great time to just teach your kids how food can affect all of that. Another thing you need to know, parents, is the marketing to kids for junk food is pretty crazy out there. Marketing unhealthy foods and drinks to kids contributes hugely to poor diet and obesity. So $280 million is spent a year on health food. But if we compare that to junk food ads, $1.7 billion in unhealthy food ads. Now that was back in 2011. I can imagine it might have gone up a lot more since then. So they see fast food restaurants, they spend $700 million plus um, to marketing to kids. Uh, kids usually see 12 to 16 TV ads per day for unhealthy foods and drinks. So we've got to keep this in mind that 
we need to close some of those loopholes. We need to help our kids to see that this is what's coming at them in all different directions. They go to the bank, they get a sucker. It's someone's birthday at school, they get a cupcake. There's all this marketing on TV. Your kids are being bombarded with the option to eat these kinds of foods. And it's convenient so parents will buy it. So I wanna just help you to teach your kids to know that this is what's out there and these are the advertisements you might see you might go to McDonald's and you get a Happy Meal and it's a, a favorite movie that just came out that's on the box, the Happy Meal box. And so it's promoting this movie. It's fun. The kids really want the toy. So we buy the, the junky Happy Meal. Or go to a grocery store and look at the, the cereal aisle. They put all of the junky sugary cereals right at the eye level of a two-year-old so that that two-year-old can come to the parents and beg them and beg them to buy that thing for them. And what do the parents do? Well, to avoid a tantrum in the store, we buy that thing. But I want to teach you how to get out of that as well. And then, of course, you know, Pop-Tarts, unhealthy breakfast foods like toaster strudels and things like that, they're going to have these fun images like Barbie on the front or some fun characters that your kids are into. And this is another way that is being uh, marketed to kids to attract their attention and to get them to buy those foods or to get you as the parent to buy those foods. And if we think about teenagers, they're going to see billboards and ads for Taylor Swift drinking Diet Coke or LeBron James drinking a Sprite or a, a beautiful model eating Doritos. And they're going to think, wow, I can look like this and eat those kinds of foods. And that's what my favorite star is eating. So I'm going to eat that. It's another marketing tactic that's being thrown at your teenagers and at those kids so that they will buy those products and eat that way. But in reality, we know that those foods cause high addictions and the kids just want more and more and more and they're left feeling anxious, maybe depressed. Their bodies aren't looking like that. Now they're getting a little slower. They feel some fatigue. They can't keep up in school and they're falling behind and a lot of it is due to poor diet. So parents, be aware that there's ads out there specifically targeted to your child's age range and they are going to do everything they can to get your child to want and crave those foods. And rightfully so, they make a lot of money and the brain gets a huge dopamine hit. So your child obviously won't just want one of that product, they're gonna want a couple and then they keep eating it and they keep eating it and now it's a favorite thing to eat or drink. So we won't talk much about labels, but I would like you to become some label readers here. I want to get into another podcast on label reading, but just know that if it has sugar in the first four ingredients, that's probably something you want to stay away from. If it's got more than four grams of sugar per serving, it's going to be too much. And I don't want to go into to sugar too much in this podcast. That for sure will be another episode I have coming up. But just look for four grams of sugar per serving or less. And if it's in the first four ingredients, say no. All right, that's going to cut out a lot of stuff. I do understand that. Or you make it a joy eat, something you have once a week or once in a while. This is part one of how to win the battle with your picky eater. And this tip was to educate them educate them, educate them, educate them, show them pictures of the body, teach them what their food is doing inside of their bodies, teach them about advertisements and how marketing companies are coming at them. And as your kids become more informed, 
the beautiful thing is they get to continue to choose to make their own choices and you just get to continue to teach them without being a helicopter parent. So this will be it for episode one on the Healthy Families Rule podcast. I want to let you know that your children can write me at yourhealthcoachishere at gmail.com with any questions they have related to health and or life, and I will answer them right here on the podcast. This podcast isn't only for adults, this is also for kiddos, and so I want the kids to be able to write in and get some answers for themselves. All right, you guys, have a beautiful rest of your day, and I'll see you next week. loved this episode, I know you're going to love my free resource I have just for you. It's a picky eater's guide, nine tips that I have to go along with this episode to get your kids to open up to clean eating and eating healthy whole foods. Go grab that now at healthcoachheather.com backslash picky eaters guide. That's healthcoachheather.com backslash picky eaters guide.